Welcome to Part 1 of Health System CIO's interview with J.D. Whitlock, CIO at Dayton Children's Hospital. In this segment, Whitlock talks about why optimization really is a never-ending journey, the methodical process his team is using to move forward with enterprise imaging, and the harsh reality that small organizations face when it comes to prioritizing initiatives. As much as 80% of patient information is unstructured and stored outside of an EMR, Highland Healthcare helps complete the patient record by consolidating and connecting this unstructured content to core clinical systems. With a full suite of content services and enterprise imaging solutions, Highland gives clinicians a single view of all documents and medical images associated with the patient via the EMR, enabling more informed health decisions and improving patient outcomes. Highland Healthcare. See your whole patient. Visit highlandhealthcare.com to learn more. So thank you again, JD, for taking time to speak with us. Um, it's been a little while, but you know, so much changes in a small amount of time. So uh, look forward to catching up with you. Happy to be here. Okay. Okay. So in terms of uh, what you're really looking at right now, what would you say are, are the most pressing priorities from an IS? IT standpoint? So obviously uh, we can't avoid the topic of COVID as you and I were uh, joking about a little bit in prep for this. Um, it's getting a little bit repetitive to hear everybody talk about telehealth and work from home. We, well, we, we won't do that today. But of course that's a reality at, at the Children's like it is everywhere else and everybody ramped up telehealth and I think now we're in the phase of figuring out what that looks like for the long haul and how do we optimize telehealth and how do we go beyond simple video visits and how do we make sure that the video visits are integrated with clinical workflow to the extent possible so that our clinicians that can be more easily a fact of their daily lives just like anything else associated with electronic health record that's a never-ending journey of optimization there. Uh, other things we're working on, a big project of ours is enterprise imaging. Like a lot of other health systems, we today have a very stovepipe storage situation for medical images that just sort of grew up over time. We are in a position where our packs needs a refresh. And so the smart way of doing that is to acquire a vendor neutral archive before you do the PACS upgrade so that you can do the PACS migration into that vendor neutral archive, or as we're going to call it, a clinical image archive. So that's a big acquisition for us, right? Because the whole point of that image archive is that you are happy with that architecture for a really long time. Yeah. As you plug and play different packs and different imaging modalities in and out over time where the vendor might change. So that's a, that's a major acquisition decision for us. And so we're going about that very methodically. And as we were having our budgeting decisions recently for our next FY, because our FY starts in July, are severely financially constrained we, our leadership decided that, yes, we really have to go cut a lot of corners in other places, but we really need to go forward with enterprise imaging. And mm -hmm. so really good planning discussions about all that, working on an RFP for our PACs and uh, PNA. 
Okay. I can imagine that that's a big sigh of relief because just all the work that has to be done when there isn't that type of uh, archiving system in place, it really does create more work, I would imagine. It absolutely does. And we we did an analysis. We worked with a consultant to do a, a go interview all of our clinicians that are involved in any way with capturing images. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there's a lot more uh, with point of care ultrasound. More specialties are getting into that. And where is that all being stored? Is it being stored? Point of care ultrasound, maybe you don't need to store the whole video. You can store some snapshots from it. But, but what you would find clinically important enough to take a snapshot of probably ought to be in the electronic health record. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of discoveries are around that. In some cases, things are being stored in a one-off application. In some cases, they're being stored in places they probably are just not a good place to store them. And we're not posting them on the internet or anything, but uh, just from a backup and reliability and security standpoint. And, um, and some things are not being stored that, that should be being stored. So, so implementing that enterprise imaging Architecture and strategy and governance is um, one of our key focuses of, of this next uh, FY. Right. And um can imagine that's a really huge undertaking just in terms of getting all of these images from, from disparate places together. And so can you talk a little bit about what, what goes into planning of that? Yes, sure thing. So I mentioned that we had a consultant do interviews with all our clinicians. This was a physician, a radiologist who had done some work before in enterprise imaging. She did a great job. She knows all the right questions to ask the other doctors about Mm -hmm. what they might need for their particular specialty. And she's uh, created some really nice planning documents for us and is walking us through all of our governance activities a, I would say we have a pretty good clinical governance process and set of committees in place for everything else. We just hadn't gotten around to imaging yet. So we're, we're going to stand that up for imaging too. That'll, that'll help us with some of the acquisition decisions because of course we want to wind up with something that, that everybody's happy with. Our radiologists, our other clinicians, my boss, our chief financial officer, we want it to be affordable. Our IT team, we want to have a good architecture. We want to get the best value, long-term total cost of ownership platform that makes sense for us. Right. So what type of time frame do you think you're looking at, just in, in terms of what it will take to get things ready and start uh, the implementation? Uh, sure. So we are working on our RFPs right now. And we would hope to have that ready to go right at the top of the fiscal year and maybe make some decisions within the first quarter and um, get off to the races for, and, you know, hopefully have the basic architecture in place some, sometime this FY. Now that does not mean that every single image is in this clinical image architecture by the end of the FY. That would be a multi-year journey, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Other major systems, like, for example, the cardiology packs, you know, we may not mess with that until it's time for a refresh for the cardiology packs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You don't do everything. You do do our packs. We're going to do our lost children images that really should be, have a better storage strategy. We'll chase after that first, and then we'll get around to everything else as it just makes sense over time. Right, right. And is something like this, enterprise imaging, seems like it would be a physician satisfier 
Is that something where there has been requests or, uh, you know, there has been inquiries as to when this will happen or if this would happen? Yes. So it's one of those things that in some cases, people just don't know how bad they have it until they see something better, right? Right, right. So we unfortunately force our clinicians to go different places to see the images from different modalities. And it's not necessarily pleasant, but it's the way it's always been. And so in the future, we will have an enterprise viewer. And to the extent we get all these images into the clinical image archive, then they will have one chronological view of all the patient's images when they go into this image viewer that will, of course, be integrated with Epic. So if you go and describe that to them, they say, oh, that sounds great. Um, (laughs) I mean, is that the thing they're complaining most loudly about today? Just because they have been used to the way it is for a long time, that's not at the top of their list. Right. I can imagine it's the type of thing where once it is in place, it'll say, wait, it could have been like this. Exactly. And, and that's something where it did in Dane Children is one of the things, you know, we struggle with. We're small. It's, it's tough sometimes to keep mm-hmm. up larger systems going off anecdotal, not quoting any data here, but um, I'm guessing most larger systems have at least some kind of enterprise imaging strategy in place and maybe ahead of us. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it's one of those topics that seem to have been finally gaining some momentum up until a few months ago. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Absolutely. Okay. So now in terms of Epic, any plans there just as far as upgrades or um, anything along those lines? Well, of course, every, everyone has to take Epic upgrades. Our strategy is the every six-month upgrade and then with the six months behind. So not the very latest quarterly release, but six months behind. And then we do one in the spring and, and one in the fall. And that's, that's what works for us. I know a lot of other mm-hmm. Epic customers are, do, are doing the same thing. In terms of major new projects, we're adding clinical case management. We just added inpatient behavioral health last year, and now we're doing a significant addition onto that for a behavioral health day treatment plan because of, versus all children's hospitals are experiencing just this epidemic of pediatric behavioral health. And of course, COVID is doing nothing to help that situation. So we're constantly having to expand our services there. Um, Those are the big ticket items. We actually made some decisions to not do some other new Epic modules that I won't go into details there, but some of the other bigger ancillary Epic modules that some of the larger systems have, we just, we just couldn't afford them. Right. And and you had said earlier, you don't do everything at a time and you uh, I'm sure that at times that's probably a tough pill to swallow, but it seems like a necessity when you are a smaller organization. Exactly. And we do, not infrequently, we have physicians and other clinicians come to us from other facilities and they say, well, how come I don't have XYZ? I had it at this other mm-hmm. place. I just felt finished my um, pediatric specialty at this gigantic academic medical center. And why don't, why don't we have so that, that is a conversation we have to have sometimes. Occasionally, it also results in innovative things that people have seen other places that we can get implemented, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a big learning health system with an epic world and people can, you know, share what they've done if it doesn't involve a major project and major new acquisition. So that, and, and then our size can help sometimes because 
we can move quickly on some of the innovative things that don't take large amounts of money. So it's a pros and cons to me as well. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.